Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Where is the wise man? Where is the scholar? Where is the philosopher of this age? All right, welcome on back to another edition of the Baltimore Beatdown Podcast. It is Saturday, 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 December 17th. The Ravens just lost 13-3 to to the Browns in uh, not a very fun game to watch. Uh, frustrating one, winnable game. Uh, certainly they uh, left a lot of points out there and, uh, some people are pretty hot about this one. I don't know if I am. I don't know if that's just Jakey positive or whatever, but I don't know. I, I predicted a loss here. You thought they were, were going to lose. <clears throat> yeah. I, I predicted a loss. They're nine and five. Um, Lamar is probably coming back this week. Uh, it's just kind of like a, a flush it game for me, but uh, how are you feeling? Yeah, it was an ugly game. It was an AFC North soup du jour, and the serving bowl of the soup was a pig's trough. It was just a messy, sloppy shit show, and uh, I don't know. It was a stupid performance in many ways. Obviously, you know, wanted want them to run the ball a little bit more. They try. It seemed like they were trying to, like, it's like establish the run. Everybody always talks about establish the run. It felt like they were trying to establish the pass a little bit to make you respect that just so they could run the ball. Bust a couple off, have a couple plays, but at the end of the day, you know, Huntley played like poo-poo. They could have run the ball a couple more times. It was probably a stu- – they probably – looking back, stupid, feeling stupid. But same time, it kind of feels like, all right, I feel like they were just going to lose. Like, let's say that they didn't, quote-unquote, abandon the run, abandon the run, abandon the run. Everyone say abandon the run. Let's say they run the ball a little bit more. Let's say they do punch in a touchdown. Tucker misses a field goal. They have a field goal blocked. They have a face mask. Random face mask deep in Brown's territory is going to put them in good position. Felt like, hey, they run the ball a little better. Maybe their offense plays a little better. They're going to end up letting up a touchdown and losing. It just sometimes it's not your fucking day. They didn't help themselves. They didn't do any favors. Greg Roman didn't do himself any favors. They get into the fourth down indecision shit that it feels like they've been doing a good job avoiding for a lot of the season and especially over the last couple of weeks. And they get to that fourth and four situation. They're fighting the play clock. And all that stupid shit. So it was just a dumb, crappy, poorly coached performance by the Ravens. And it sucks. It's frustrating. You know, it's it's very uh, – it's not very enjoyable to watch in the holiday festivus and it's Saturday and, you'd, you know, you'd love to uh, maybe have this on a 1 o'clock Sunday a little bit more so. 
as opposed to on the Saturday. And then you feel all poo-pooey all weekend from it or whatever. But um, one and one road games in your division with your backup quarterback, you're probably going to go one and one. You're, you know, going two and zero is very impressive. Going one and one is about what you expect. Going zero and two would have been very unimpressive. So, yeah, it was a shit show. They didn't do well. They got out coached a little bit. I don't even say that they out coached themselves. Like the Browns. Yeah, like that's the that's the interesting thing is I'm seeing a lot of that. I'm seeing a lot of the Roman stuff, which we're seeing every single week at this point, and rightfully so to an extent. Um, but one uh, one Andre Luke was actually giving me an earful too uh, before I got in here. Uh, telling me all about, uh, all about that kind of stuff, how it was poor coaching. And I was like, yeah, you're right to an extent, like poor clock management before the half, some weird stuff offensively. But so I, I wrote down about that one. I was just kind of jo- like jotting some thoughts down. So I, you know, I would try not to tweet until the game's decided and just not being, you know, super reaction to take city. But so I think they enter that drive with, and obviously they're trying to double up there. You are going to get the ball back after the half. Tried a little too hard. Try to try to yes, because tried a little too hard. So they had three timeouts, and I wrote down to myself, "Great job saving three timeouts for the double up situation." Then they get into it; they're going no huddle, tick 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 tick. You know, they're working up the field. It's like I feel like they could have used the timeout nice and early and just rounded things out a little bit. Um, I, I could talk a lot about this. I'm going to kind of cut it short. Basically, you know, Isaiah likely could have gone out of bounds. I think he could have tried a little harder to go I out of bounds. I think he did. I, I, I'm, I'm getting tired of these fucking refs two. injecting themselves into games yeah, and just it, stopping it plays. They end up getting into field goal range anyway. But that was just kind of that and going for it on fourth and one. And, you know, the Pat Ricard fullback dive. And it feels like you probably can have him go dig a trench for Gus Edwards to go burrow through instead. They, they got back to their old demons that have plagued them over the last couple of years in this game. So you hope that it's a reminder, a, little, a nice stinging slap to the face of, hey, don't start second-guessing yourself. Don't start doing this fourth down shit. Either fucking do it or don't. Don't start playing around and should we do it? Should we not? What do we? What do you want to do? What's your call going to be? Then all of a sudden, it's four seconds. Tyler Huntley's rolling out and, and trying to go throw that little dart on the sideline and um, all those things. And when you have a backup in, you got to water shit down. You can't. You can't be playing that high stress mentally on yourself. It puts the quarterback into a high stress environment. And I would say, you know, Huntley's never, Huntley's never really been like, you know, a killer. He's someone, he feels like a backup you can win with, not because of in in many ways. While that is, you know, kind of a silly thing to say, but um, this was his first real fucking clunker. I mean, it, it, it sucks. They had a shitty day. They big brain themselves and Huntley comes up short. Yeah. It, um, it really was a lot of just sort of getting in their own way with some of the stuff. I think the the before the half thing that was just really stupid to me, and it felt uh, it felt like playing scared a little bit. It felt like you know they were trying to do the two for one situation, which I totally get, but it's like they weren't even trying to like get into Cleveland territory. They were just letting that thing run down, and it's like man, let's get a little bit more aggressive than that. Yeah, the going forward on fourth down. I, I actually I think they could have ran the ball there a little bit. You know yeah. the runs get, they could have they could have run the ball they could have run the ball after that and like that's sort of the thing where people are talking about coaching and i get it but like they only threw it twice more than they ran it i think looking at the box score that i don't know if that's exactly correct but there were a couple i mean there were a couple situations where they definitely got pass happy i think people are going a little crazy at the yeah, end of the i game, mean like they were but they were the gonna throw the ball a lot. yeah but they were in negative game scripts for like most of the second half there so i kind of get like trying to manage the clock a little bit but it's like yeah that was that was for sure true like they should have they should have run it more. They got in their own way on a couple of a uh, couple of different situations where they're letting the clock run down again. And early on, like some people were getting chippy about that early. And we were actually talking a little bit in our group chat about how, oh, no, they're actually not like they're actually breaking the huddle. 
and getting to the line in time. They're just running the clock down, which is what you want to do. They're slapping the ball late, but they were at the line on time. Exactly. But then late in the game, what happens? That starts to creep up on them again. And like, I guess where I'm at with it is I'm pretty much on board with a lot of what the complaints are right now. Like the wide receiver position is a fucking disgrace this year. And like, it's just, it's not going to get better this season, unfortunately. And Roman, like, I like the guy, but I'm good. Like, I'm I'm ready to move on. They're not going to do it in the season, whether they should or shouldn't. So it's just kind of like, I don't know, man. Like, I, I'm not going to sit here and, like, rage about account- accountability like I think some people maybe want us to. Um, because accountability, when you're a fan, it's a very zero-sum game. It means fire the person. That's really all it means. Because, like, what, what does accountability mean from outside of the building? It doesn't mean anything besides fire them. And I'm down to fire him, but I, you know, I just don't think it's going to happen in season. I think they are going to move on from him after the season. I think they're not, I I think they see what we're seeing just fine. And uh, I think they're ultimately going to make that move, but it's not going to happen for now. There's no quick fix at wide receiver. That was a, uh, that was a big problem going into the season. You and I both harped on it and uh, a lot of people harped on it more than us. And uh, we were all right. It turns out. So that's an issue. The other things were an issue. You know, a lot of frustrations with this team. This is just not going to be a pretty watch even when they win. We saw it last week. We've seen it with pretty much all their wins, probably since like week three or something at this point. Uh, yeah, it's just never going to be a fun watch. And I don't know, man. Um, the vibes are interesting. I'm curious to see what happens with Lamar Jackson here because it does sound like he's going to come back against the Falcons. Was two weeks off. Is that kind of going to be a little bit of what the doctor ordered for him? Maybe take a step back, view the game from a different lens get yourself some physical rest. Like the guy, you know, just like any quarterback, any player, he gets beat up. He gets mentally worn down. Maybe two weeks off, come back against a team like the Falcons at home, Steelers at home could be a good spot for him. So ultimately, like, I guess to put a bow on my, my sort of rambling thing there is like a lot of people are, and I, I, I shouldn't say a lot of people, but some people like I was going back and forth on Twitter, like talking about me being too positive. Cause I use the phrase, like I give him a hall pass for this loss. Like ultimately, like, I'm with you guys on what the issues are. I just don't see them being fixed like this season. And ultimately they're nine and five. So it could be a lot worse. And I get that people want better. I certainly do as well, but it just, I don't know. It's, it is what it is right now to, to very eloquently sum up all of what I just said. I'll just say it is what it is really, really nailed that. Good job by me. Yeah. You touched on some good points and it's like, in terms of firing Roman and all of those kinds of things, I, it, and you're absolutely right. What is the accountability like? A hard talking to? It, it's got to be a firing. And not gonna lie, horrible time to fire uh, offensive coordinators. Probably when your backup quarterback's coming in. So I don't think that works out time wise. Uh, maybe maybe we do see it. Who knows? Maybe if they have a shit clunker against the Falcons. At this have you ever seen it? Like, can you lose? think of an example of it happening like this late in the season, like for any team? Because I don't think I can. Uh, isn't this like exactly when Cam Cameron was fired? No, I, I thought that was maybe a few weeks prior. Yeah, yeah, you might be right, actually. Yeah, I think it was almost the exact same date. Yeah, you're but right. They, I think people, they were nine and four, nine and four. Yeah, yeah. Cameron one just because that's it's funny. Like this team, I, I mean, and people will counter and say, "Oh, well, you can say the same thing about those Ravens." But this team's not going to win the Super Bowl. They're not. They're probably going to make the playoffs. They might scrap out. Uh, t- again, they are imminently going to play the Titans at four twenty-five, January fourteenth, on a Saturday, the first game of playoff wild card weekend. In Tennessee, that is going to happen. Them and the Titans are both dragging themselves, scraping their knuckles, bloody kneecaps to get into the playoffs, and they're gonna go fight each other. It is happening. 
and then there's nothing you can do to avoid it. So we'll get that shit show. They might win that one. They might lose that one. That's a toss up probably to me on paper. You know, things will be different with injuries, whatever, yada, yada, yada. If we get there, we'll get there. I just feel like that's imminently going to happen. Sure. You can fire Roman, but just, again, it feels like they're, What's the point? Like I don't know. I just feel like what's the point? You're spinning your wheels. Like yeah, this is not 2012. Like you're you, Anquan Bolden ain't walking through that door. Tory Smith is not your wide receiver too. Dennis Pitta is not. I mean, well, Mark Andrews is better than Dennis Pitta, but you're just not getting anything out of him. Um, you know, for a lot for a variety of reasons, for his health, for the construction of this offense. Like I mean, Lamar probably is going to play, but it's like look at Mark Andrews. When you have a knee injury and you have some kind of injury like that, you're not. Exactly. Bradley here in the comments, Bradley Wintering. We've accepted our 2022 ceiling. Can't really do much about it. Who knows? Maybe you can win one, see what happens. Not the year. And um, in that exact vein, I do, it's just like Lamar is going to come back and save it. He's probably not going to be hundred percent still. Yeah. Like what I will say or swollen knee, he's not going to feel like himself. So what I will you know, say is we, you made the very astute point in the group chat about how well he handles this running game. And J.K. Dobbins, shout out to that guy and to Gus, too, who looked very good. Those guys are fucking warriors, man. Like, they're not 100%, you can tell, but they do make a difference. All my running backs don't matter. All my hitters, you guys can take that all the way because it, it might not be like, you know, it might not be zero sum, but they definitely do matter at least a little bit because those guys are making plays at Kenyon. Not Drake. just all replaceable. Like yeah. you can tell that they're not all replaceable. If you don't want to draft them in the top ten, whatever. But you can. Tell I, and I agree with that. I would not pick one in the first round, like pretty much ever. But like, it just those guys make a huge difference to this team, and they haven't really been on the field with Lamar Jackson yet this season. So if you get an eighty percent Lamar Jackson with those guys, and like I said, Lamar getting a little bit of time to clear his head, get right physically. Maybe not all the way right physically, because obviously he's dealing with an injury. It's not like when he had COVID and he got to sort of take that sort of little hiatus. I don't know. You know, I think there's reason to believe that they could look a little bit better offensively. And I think they certainly will, because this was the nadir of the season offensively. You got to think. It, it definitely was. And with Huntley, you know, they're, they're playing for field goals. They're they play against the Broncos. They're grinding against the Broncos. It's just, the end of the day, I mean, if you can't make a couple plays, you're not going to get it done. And this team isn't going to win the Super Bowl. It's just like it's. I feel like fighting the feeling of numbness just leads to a uh, very postured frustration, and that you believe there is some sort of white whale to be chased this year, and it's just not fucking there, man. I mean, Rashad, it, Rashad Bateman goes down. It you are not going to be the same. You are not going to be able to do what you want to do offensively. Your offense is going to struggle. Your backup quarterback comes in. You don't have your wide receiver one. Your backs are doing their best, all this kind of shit. But um, I don't know. It sucks. People are tired of injuries. So, you know, after a while, that stuff isn't an excuse well, anymore. Well, that they should be. Like, let's let's get rid of Steve Saunders. Like, you know, it, it, all the people that were, like, advocating for it, you know, I was kind of like, all right, what is that even really going to do? But, like, you hear the, the Derek Wolf stuff, and, I, you know, I have my some of my issues with how he's handled that. But I think the way that he described what went on there – it just paints Saunders in a bad light. And like, you, you look at some of the shit that's going on. It's just like, I'm good at this point. Like let's, you know, if we're going to be making some changes this off season and they already did make changes last off season to their nutrition and all that stuff, let's, let's get that guy out of there and bring somebody else in. Yeah. I mean, the 49ers did the exact same thing. They had bad injury issues, fired everyone. And then they have a ton of injury issues again. So I, I don't, I think the strength thing, it's just like a, you're looking for a figurehead. He's, it's like fire Fauci, like <laughs> arrest Fauci. Like, like, all right. <laughs> 
Steve Saunders being gone. Wow. All of it. No, shit just fucking happens. These gigantic athletes that are too big for their ligaments, fuck them up and it's hard to recover from them. And it's random. It happens. I feel like, you know, sure. Fire him for the sake of it because what, Mix it up; it'll get everybody off your back. Like the re, the, the what you gain is not having to hear about it anymore, probably. And you which can, like, you know, which that's good on my end. That's good enough for me because I'm fucking tired of it. I'm tired of it. So, John, do me that favor. There you go. Um, def- defund Fauci. Defund Steve Saunders. Somebody, so. no, nobody clip that. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so I don't know. You know, it's a numb feeling. I am excited. Like, what do you have left to look forward to? That Bengals game might end you in some some pain and some hurt. You know, they're going to play the Steelers again. They're probably going to make the playoffs. J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, those guys balled defensively today. They were pretty aces. I mean, they did a good job. I feel like if the Browns felt more pressure, the Browns probably could have made a couple more plays, to be honest. Could have scored into the 20s if they had to. Some of those things, especially Clay's Campbell goes down, Marcus Peters goes down in this one. Um, somehow the Ravens were better on third down than the Browns were. They held the Browns again to 30%. Or excuse me. Yeah, they held the Browns to bum, 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 great radio. Where the fuck is it? Held the Browns to five of fifteen on third down. The Browns do convert a couple short. You know, Jacoby Brissett, the greatest quarterback sneaker of all time, converts one. Um, whatever. So Patrick Queen has a major error in this one. He was you know clapping at himself, shaking his head on that touchdown there. But in the end, it doesn't even matter because they can't score more than three points. So um, I think that defensively, you know, good things. You feel good about that and. They're hanging Bengals. in there, man. I mean, 13 points on the road. Like, that's, like that's not happening in the modern NFL. Like, you know, and I mean, maybe it is this year a little bit with the way offense has been down, but they're still doing good. I mean, Hamilton got picked on a little bit today. He also made some good plays around the line of scrimmage, like what I'm seeing from him. Roquan and Queen, I thought, looked good. Queen did have the, the over-pursuit on that touchdown for DPJ. So that was tough, but man, they... uh. They're still looking solid to me. Like, and it sucks to have Peters get hurt. His looked maybe a little bit more serious than Campbell's. I don't know. I hope they're both fine and you know they, they stay in the lineup because they've been they've been holding up their end of the bargain here, in my opinion. They've allowed 14 points or less in four of their last five games. 13, 28 to the Jaguars, 9, 14 to the Steelers, 13 against the Browns. So defensively, you, know, you, you tip your hat to Mike McDonald. I was super impressed with the rep on third and five inside the five-yard line. The Browns align and trips right, and he doubles. He basically completely outside and inside shades, like 50-50, has Marcus Williams come up and just cut off Amari Cooper. They knew that that tendency was if out of that formation. If you see this, you're going to go double the inside. They're going to try and throw that little quick slant. If not, then they're going to throw that smash, um, the smash corner route and defended that one really well. So that was that was pretty cool. Um Again, that Justin Houston face mask really, really bit them today. So yeah. uh, it, it happens. You know, you, some, you're grabbing for a guy, you end up getting his face. You know, it's, it's what it is, what it is. If he didn't, he might. Sean Watson might have broken the tackle if he didn't, whatever. So um, that drive stunk. But defensively, they've done really well. They're trying to. And, and Cole's getting all emotional and pissy and whatever. He's, he's got to he's gotta let the, the dog out every now and then. Yeah, he does. And he's like, the Ravens are averaging 13.8 points per game. It's like, that's what they're like trying. This is what doesn't make sense. They're trying to win 14, 16, 13, 11, 10. They're trying to limit the possessions as much as they can, play defense. But then why don't you really lean into the run game more? I don't think necessarily it's a good idea to run J.K. Dobbins into the ground in this game, but Gus Edwards, Justice Hill, up the dosage a little bit. I think there were situations. Glenn Clark tweeted out a good one where it was a situation where it was like second and four. They go pass. 
third and four pass fourth and four pass you probably get a first down you know 50 run it three times like get into get into fourth and inches and just run that bitch like it's it's like they're letting they're letting the situations get in the way of their philosophy it feels like so um and again i really don't think they were going to win this one regardless i think if you did run the ball which they should have. If you did in those key situations, you give yourself a better chance. Maybe you can make a play. Maybe Deshaun Watson, when the pressure is applied, you know, throws a pick or something. It just felt like the Browns were in a better spot, more confident in this one, and uh, and weren't really second guessing themselves. So it also gives yeah. me no pleasure to report this, but Deshaun Watson looking pretty good in that offense. Yeah, he was, he was he was it was nice and easy. It was very simple, and it's just thinking about what Baker Mayfield was doing and how much better Deshaun Watson will be at that. So super good guy, Deshaun Watson gets a, a big fat W. Uh, yeah, no, I loved all his antics on the field today, signaling first downs and bitching to the refs. It's just really, welcome back to the NFL. We're all really happy to have you. And uh, you want to talk about accountability? There's a guy who takes accountability for everything all the time. So great to have a character like this back in the league. Awesome to have him in the division. And I, you know, it's just, it's great because it's going to make me like a guy like Joe Burrow, who's clearly a good guy. And we'll see what happens with Kenny Pickett. But it's just, you know, what a, you know, what a pretzel my brain is in right now over this. What a disgrace of a situation. It's ugly. They're the losers here. It's in the pig trough. It's all slop in the trough. So, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, again, Rashad Bateman goes down. Your offense is going to be limited. You're going to have to pull a a rabbit out of a hat if you're going to make a run and and go win a Super Bowl. And it's like people, I feel like people just want to see them like get to the AFC championship in reality to validate their feelings or whatever, make them feel better. But Probably not going to happen. They're probably going to win 10 or 11 games and go to the playoffs and play the Titans and maybe be, win that one, maybe lose that one, and then go play in Kansas City or something and you know have to try and compete with the, the giant rooster himself, Patrick Mahomes, and something of the sort. So I don't know. Don't beat yourself up too much on this one. Holidays, Bill's Dolphins going on. Sunday slate, Monday night football, all good things. Yeah, uh, you know, they're work. they're Could nine be better. And five. at the end of the day, they're nine and five. You know, crack a beer, enjoy your enjoy your holiday week here. Maybe you got the week off. Maybe you're that fortunate. Um, maybe you're just chilling with your family. You know, it's ultimately things are okay. They're nine and five. They'll probably make the playoffs. They'll probably lose in the wild card or divisional round. So it's uh, it's I, I feel like when you say that, it's like oh man, that really stinks, but it doesn't. And I think that's what people hate. People do want to see a Super Bowl. People do want to see those things. But, you know, we talked about it in the offseason. You don't put a weapon behind Rashad Bateman that can win isolated. What happens if he goes down? He went down last year. What happens in that situation? They don't have it. And and everyone, they're, they're bad coaches, bad coaches, fire hardball. It's like they haven't, they're, they basically went two and one with Huntley, who can't throw the ball downfield. He can't throw the ball downfield. He throws that bowling ball to Deshaun Jackson. Like he can't push the ball downfield and they ended up outlasting the Broncos. They outlast the Steelers in Pittsburgh, go on the road again and can't do shit against the Browns and are just tripping over their own feet. I mean, they're fucking up jet sweeps, you know, and I feel like one of the most underrated things that Lamar Jackson does, and this is what we were talking about. You Cole and I kind of during the game, handle the football in the run game. The way he orchestrates and organizes that run game is something that is vastly overlooked. The timing, the cadence, the rhythm, all of those things Lamar Jackson is incredibly good at. So, it, it again, when you see him, maybe he is only 80%. It feels like that's probably the case, but him, Dobbins, Edwards, executing it is going to be sharper and cleaner in that sense. So, beat the Bengals, man. Go beat the Bengals. Peek, peek towards the Bengals. Um, you know, they have to play the Bills still. If, if the, And if the Bengals go on a run and win, what, 14, 13 games, you tip your cap to them. I mean, there's someone in your division who wins 13, 14 games. You're probably not going to win it. 
So um, it's gloomy, it's doom. Everybody's, you know, frustrated, but it's like at the end of the day, it sucks, but they've won some games. I feel like it's just kind of like a treading water situation. And and I think we lean towards this mindset just to give people a little bit of insight on this who are like, why are you guys so positive throughout all this? I think we kind of tend more towards this because we have to talk about this team for like multiple hours a week. So like if you're like just kind of a fan and like not doing this type of thing, like I totally get just like because I, I probably used to be this way where you just like, you know, kick a trash can and you just shut the TV off and you sit there pissed off about it. And you're like, you, you know, think about all the negatives. But like, man, since I've started doing this, like, a, I don't know, I kind of I feel like I've had a little bit more of a bigger picture outlook. And uh, yeah, I mean, to your point, like even having a bigger picture outlook this year is not that great because like I don't think they're going to win the big one. But, you know, that's just a little bit of insight into like, I think, where we come from with this kind of stuff. You could be a Jets fan. You could be a Bears fan. You know, you want us to win the Super Bowl. You could be a Chiefs fan, but you're not right now. So, um, I don't know. Have all your emotional takes. Do whatever you do as you please. Fan fan is as makes you happy or makes you sad if being sad makes you happy. But sure. at this point, um, you know, Lamar goes down late in the season, second year in a row. They don't have Rashad Bateman. Guys are coming in. Guys are going out. You know, they get in their own way today, but – I don't know. I think they have made some chicken salad out of chicken shit at times this season in, in many ways and the way they've had to handle integrating so many players coming back from injury. They got Bowser back. He plays well. He has a couple of plays in this one and things of that nature. So, yeah, I mean, sure. Alex Pape here. The team failed Lamar. EDC did not give him a number one wide receiver. Sure. They gave him hot. They gave him like three number twos and then, you know, and it's like the Damian Woody tweets out and he's like, what the Ravens have at wide receiver is criminal or something like that. And it's like, fucking take the wide receiver one away from any team, probably other than the Chiefs, who don't kind of really have one. And they're the only ones that are doing that successfully. And they're probably going to stutter offensively. If you take A.J. Brown away, if you take Tyree Kill away, if you take Stephon Diggs away, not that Rashad Bateman is that type of guy, but he can win in a similar way to those guys. He's not quite as spectacular as any of them. It's not what I'm getting after, but it just sucks. They should have prepared better in that situation. And at, at the end of the day, you're having a meltdown over, you know, everyone has to be fired because you lose a game with your backup quarterback. So it's just not, not quite that serious in this circumstance. I think uh, ultimately like, I, I, like they do need to do more wide receiver, I think. And I think they will. Like, I, I don't know. I think DaCosta... Like, Hashtag wide receiver discourse. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think DaCosta is a guy who learns from his mistakes and uh, he goes into an offseason with an idea of what he wants to fix based upon the weaknesses that he saw that season. Um, looking back at offensive line going into this year, that was kind of the thing that he improved upon and uh, maybe it came at the expense of wide receiver a little bit, which is unfortunate, as did his uh, drafting strategy, which, you know, it's comes down to David Ojabo or George They Pickens. decided to go cheap because they feel like if they pay a wide receiver $25 million in what they're trying to do, running the ball, playing defense, they're not going to get $25 million of pay out, play out of it. They're going to get $15 million of play out of it. And so they tried to go draft one. They tried to go draft another one. And Lamar likes to throw to bigger targets, likes to throw over the middle of the field primarily anyway, which is why they're not going to get a huge amount of play out of them. They want to run the ball and do those things. They decided to go that path and – all of the injuries that happened last season make that path very dark and shitty. And they had Bateman and Brown and Andrews and they have no offensive line. And then they have no Lamar Jackson because they have no offensive line. Yeah. They also so, like, they 
kind of got exposed for a little bit of a lack of depth last season, I think in 2021. And that kind of did seem to be a focus this off season. And I think that's proving itself to have been a good strategy for that respect. But you know, you, you did skimp on wide receiver a little bit for it. And I think um, now you're a little bit more built up in those other spots. Like what is really the weakness on this roster right now? Like, you know, we'll probably be weaker at corner this off season. So you're going to have to fix that a little bit. Um, we'll see what happens at edge with some of the aging guys, but like, you know, fix that, fix the other thing. And then what's left to fix wide receiver. Like they're in a pretty good spot in that respect. So, you know, looking ahead to, and, and we'll, I, we'll see what happens with Lamar Jackson, if they pay him, if they don't, but I do feel like if they do pay him, they do agree on a contract. We'll see when that, or if that happens, but I feel like it makes it easier when you have that down pat because, Oh, paying a shitload for a wide receiver and then not having the quarterback that feels like a, a mistake of sorts. So hopefully they're able to make that commitment in that sense. And if they get things done in that sense, then then they can lock up a receiver. I feel like it's like, all right, now we can make the trade, trade away the one, whatever. Um, go do it in, in that way once you have it all locked up. It's easier to make that decision, it feels like, when things are, are locked up. So um, I don't know. I mean, Hollywood Brown, man, he's one of the best receivers they ever had, but he didn't fit what their identity was. They have a bigger, hard-nosed guy like – Ravens at their core need an Anquan Bolden type. They don't take Debo. They don't take AJ Brown. They don't take DK Metcalf, who are these physically imposing George Pickens. ball players and playmakers. In that sense, they go get you know Lamar asked for Jerry Judy or Hollywood. They shouldn't have ever asked him. They should have just given him a beast. Yeah, and I so mean, like they probably should have learned their lesson there when uh, Joe Flacco handpicked Tandon Doss out of fucking. It was like late round guys, whatever, taking a flyer. So it's like not even. It's like wor- it's like worse that they did it on a first round guy with two screws in his foot. And Hollywood was pretty. They he was a good, like, listen, he was a good player. I'm not going to revise history with Hollywood he Brown. A good player. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of that. That's the macro of it all. Um, and yeah, for me, this is just kind of like a nothing, a total nothing game. Like they're nine and five. I'm not going to overreact. I'm not really going to react to it too much at all, honestly. Um, but yeah, like we like we said, you guys react however you need to react, and we'll move forward. Uh, anything else on this amazing game that we, we had the fucking joy of watching for four hours of our Saturday? Just the the icing on the cake is the Viking as a Ravens <laughs> fan is the Vikings game going the full overtime as it's on NFL Network and you can't watch it. Everyone's watching it on streams and on their phones. And WBAL, baby. You just got to flip over to the... the uh, Another thing I want to mention, like, what the fuck is going on in the return game? Like, what <laughs> the fuck? Dude, Duvernay, like, I love the guy, but he is... He's looks he's like he's not been... not right right now in the return game. I don't know. They need to stop taking the ball out of the he end He looks zone. like they he's been on the... fucking mind-expanding agents for the past, like, three weeks, like, back there trying to return that thing. And, like, it's 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 been not good. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. Horton Horton got my respect for uh, calling that audible on the the field goal block last week, but that's one thing you might want to might want to try and tighten down there. Maybe you want Justice Hill back there or something. Take it, take a little pressure off Duve. Let him focus his efforts elsewhere because it's not working in the kick return game right yeah. now. Let him focus, let him focus his efforts on uh, being an Emmy award winning or a fucking Oscar winning uh, jet sweep guy. Right. So. Uh. Oh, Lordy. Um, yeah. Anything else on this amazing game? Just a, a nice, nice, nice Saturday afternoon in the pig trough. Yeah, absolutely. It was it was great. So uh, I know you got a party to get to. Uh, you know, I'm probably just going to take it easy tonight. Um, so everyone have yourselves a good pre-holiday weekend. 
It's a nice time of year, you know, whether you're working next week, whether you're in the office and you get to be a little bit checked out, hopefully, uh, you know, it's the most wonderful time of the year for a reason. Might not feel that way right now, but it's going to very soon for you. I truly believe that. So Ravens return home next week. Hopefully number eight is going to be back under center and we can uh, move on from this, uh, this clunker of a game. But thank you guys for spending some of your Saturday night with us or anyone who listened on the pod feed after the fact. We really appreciate you all, uh, your continued patronage throughout this holiday season. And uh, we'll talk to you again soon. We got... Um, the we got another saturday game we got a uh, christmas eve falcons coming to town like i said so that'll be an interesting one we'll have plenty to say on that when it's time but uh in the meantime you can find us on social media you can follow the show on twitter at podcast beatdown i am at jake luke that's l-o-u-q-u-e spencer's at ravens four dummies that's the number four in the middle there thanks for listening guys not such a fun game but uh we'll shake it off and talk to you later see ya arrivederci Where is the wise man? Where is the scholar? Where is the philosopher of this age? Yeah.